Welcome to the Rockbrook Church Podcast. Our hope is that today's message brings you hope and clarity for your spiritual journey. We love hearing how God is working in your life. Feel free to share any stories of how this message gave you a new perspective and hope. Email us at church at rockbrook.org to tell your story. Celebration weekend, we put on our calendar every year, uh, sometime before Thanksgiving, uh, to give thanks to God, to turn the corner into the holidays, uh, to give to Him, to celebrate who He is, what He's done in our lives this fall, specifically through the fall spiritual growth campaign. And if you're just joining us, we just finished a very pointed season of prayer and of spiritual growth, and now we're going to celebrate this weekend. This week in your small group, you'll celebrate. You'll celebrate communion together. A small group team has put together uh, some videos. Uh, Your small group leader has been sent those. Make sure you check those out. And uh, there's also uh, communion elements, individually sealed, wrapped communion elements uh, that you want for your small group this week. You can grab those at the info table. I want to begin today just by thanking some of the people who helped with this campaign. I want to thank the small group leaders, those who are brave enough uh, to lead a campaign uh, group, uh, to lead people through this. So I want to thank the people who opened up their home or opened up a Zoom call or met in some space and showed some hospitality. Big thanks to Tom Stoltz, our small group's pastor and the team who just, uh, they just love our groups, our people so much. Uh, Thanks to the worship team for creating uh, these moments of worship throughout uh, the series and uh, especially today. And uh, thanks to the student team who brought this into the lives of students. Um, of course, they're joining us in our weekend services and their student service, but then even meeting in small groups. Come on, how many college, high school, junior high students do you know going through a 40 days of prayer? That's just so awesome, incredible. The Rockbrook for Kids team, way to go. The leaders, the dream team have just instilled this so passionately into Uh, the kids in our church. To everyone who uh, bought a book, 800 of you who uh, bought a book and went through this, uh, of course I've got uh, your commitment cards and uh, pages of uh, those that were filled in on the app and I've been praying over these every week and so just way to go. We made it through, way to go. Uh, Let's just celebrate what God has done throughout the 40 days and hallelujah, amen. Uh, Before we get to the outline today, just a minute before we get to that, uh, with Celebration Weekend, many of you have been asking me about the Celebration Offering and what that's going to look like and what we're going to do for that uh, this year. If you're new to our church, um, we don't do a lot of special offerings. In fact, I haven't even taught on giving all year. Uh, we, we just give to God through the church and through our relationship with him. But the celebration offering is one that we bring near the end of the year to celebrate what God has done in our lives. And in years past, we've used part of that offering uh, to improve something around here. Uh, Really, we send a lot of it away to support church planners, to give an extra month of support to missionaries and organizations we support every month throughout the year. Uh, But because of your giving throughout this year, we've already been able to cover that and cover that stuff. So I want to thank you for your faithful, solid giving this year. Throughout a lot of uncertainty, you have continued to give steadfastly. And I'll just tell you, I thank you so much for that, but I really believe it just speaks to the spiritual maturity of our church uh, to put God first, even in the face of uncertainty, and that money, it's more than something physical, money is spiritual, and because of your giving and, and our cutting expenses, we've been able to send those mission dollars ahead, do all of that, cover all of that, so way to go, praise God for that. This also, yeah, we can clap for that, it's wonderful, hallelujah. 
Uh, this also makes it possible for us to be very generous. We've been able to be very generous as a church and help many people and other churches and, and organizations that are struggling. But the plan this year with the celebration offering is to give 100% of it away. Uh, let me tell you the opportunity. Since 2008, Rockbrook has been working with a church planting network in North India. Over the last 12 years, 25,000 churches have been planted and over 1 million people have come to faith in Christ. Wow. Yeah. And one of the key partnerships we have in this network is with the Life Center in the city of Lucknow. The Life Center Church started out as a small church plant. Uh, they now have uh, about 100 or 400 attendees uh, week in and week out on a typical weekend, over 1,000 on Christmas and Easter. But the Life Center is not only a church, it's also a training center for pastors and leaders and church leaders uh, from all over the state of Uttar Pradesh. The building is five stories tall, it includes three floors of dormitories and conference rooms, and Pastor Kelly has trained uh, several hundred pastors in this facility. Recently, the owner of the lot next door offered to sell, uh, sell the lot to the Life Center for $100,000. And the option to buy this will allow the Life Center to further expand their facilities, uh, include parking, fellowship opportunities. Uh, the purchase of this property is also important for security concerns because if someone hostile to Christianity buys the property next door to the church, they can raise complaints with authorities or cause problems, cause significant issues for the church. So owning this lot would give the Life Center a buffer between the church building and their closest neighbor. And so we'd like to use our celebration offering to help purchase this property. $100,000 is a lot of money, uh, but we're partnering with another church in Arkansas and, of course, with the Life Center in Lucknow uh, to raise the funds. So any amount we can put towards the project uh, would help a ton. If you want to give to that, uh, just designate your gift celebration offering anytime between now and the end of the year. We're not raising that offering. I'm not, this isn't building to a high pressure moment for you to give to that today, okay? I'm just telling you about it today. Pastor Kelly uh, will share this again and, and maybe some more next week as well. Uh, but just go to God, uh, think about it, pray about it, and uh, see what you'd like to give. If you're giving online, just check the celebration offering thing uh, for that. And uh, we'll give 100% of the celebration offering uh, away to this project and, and this property and hopefully bless them a ton. All right, in week three of this series, our, our key verse was this. It's perfect for celebration weekend. Psalm 107.15. Let's read it out loud together. Give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. I love that verse. What are some of the wonderful deeds that God has done? That's really what the whole chapter of Psalm 107 speaks to. Uh, it's really amazing the, the Psalms are just so amazing. Some of them are historical. Some of them are David pouring out his heart in the moment. Some of them are prophetic. And then you have a Psalm like this that's speaking to points in history, but it's also pointing to the future. It's also prophetic and pointing to what God will do, meaning that there are meanings for us today. And it opens up with this in Psalm 107, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. That first line there, 
Uh, several translations translate that to let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's one of my favorite worship songs. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, say so, say so. May we be salt and light in the world. Say so, say so. Now, we need more say so Christians. Not ones who go around and complain and criticize, but those that will say God is good because he is. He does not have a good name in this world. God's reputation is bad. Like reputation is what people think and what people think about him. And God does not have a friend in court in the multitudes of this world to take the witness stand and tell their story and say a good thing about him today. And if you doubt that, look around. The pagan and heathen religions paint God as some terrifying uh, person who is out to destroy, uh, that he's difficult to get to, that he's unloving. A little girl gave the average conception of God when she gave a verse of scripture and got it a little confused. This is the way she said it. If God be for you, you're up against it. (laughs) That's how many people think of him. And if anyone is going to say God is good, it's going to be the redeemed of the Lord that are going to have to say so. And it's not a cliche to say God is good. It's not propaganda. It's true. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When my wife got saved at a a Christian camp, they finished the week of camp uh, with a thing called say so, that anyone who had given their life to Christ that week uh, could stand up and tell their story or say that they've given their life to Christ. Uh, So at the end of the week, different people are getting up. My wife, Lauren, got up and said, say so. (laughs) She, She said so. And that was August 2nd. Uh, 2002. Her spiritual birthday happens to be the same as my physical birthday. Different year, but uh, yeah, we always celebrate that. (laughs) The person who led Lauren to Christ told her, it's awesome that there are people here today who are going to stand up and clap for you and celebrate because you say so. And scripture says heaven celebrates with you too. But when you go home, there will be those who will not clap for you and they will not be there for you, and they're not gonna support you. And those are the ones who need to hear you say so. And the chapter goes on in Psalm 107 to give four case studies of people uh, whom the Lord redeemed from adversity. And so you've got four stanzas, and then this line that repeats throughout. So there's not like a chorus to this song, there's different stories that lead up to a line that repeats. It's kind of like a Tom Petty song, where it's like a different verse leads up, and then this line that pulls it all together. In verse 4 through 9, you see the providence of God, and then 10 through 16, you see the pardon of God. In verses 17 through 22, the protection of God, and then verses 23 through 32, the power of God, and then he sums it all up with the Lord's sovereignty and finishes with an invitation to discern God's unfailing love in all the areas of our life. So if you're taking notes, you might just write this over this section, that over verse 4, this is the providence of God, meaning he's a provider. It says, Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. 
Let's read this out loud together. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Of course, the Israelites were led through the desert, but this could also be a metaphor for those who have left the path of wisdom. The lost, the hungry, also points to anyone who's found satisfaction that comes from knowing God. That God provides, he's a provider, the providence of God. This next section points to the pardon of God, where he delivers prisoners. We have a picture of, of a man in prison in a time of trouble that is coming. It says, some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Together, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Remember how he did that for Paul and Silas? That one night, today he delivers you and me. We're in a prison house of sin, of death, and God gives us a pardon. Pardon is for anyone today, everyone today. But some say, well, why do I not feel forgiven? Because even in prison today, a pardon has to be accepted. I heard about a case where the governor of Pennsylvania, this is years and years and years ago, pardoned a prisoner, and the prisoner wouldn't accept it. He refused the pardon. And the prison authorities were in a dilemma. What do we do now? What do you do with someone who has a pardon? Like we no longer are to imprison this person, but he won't leave. And so they appealed to the judges and the judges determined he's got to stay in prison. And another one of these cases went to the Supreme Court and they ruled if the prisoner does not accept the pardon, it's not an effect. It reads, a pardon is a deed to the validity of which delivery is essential and delivery is not complete without acceptance. It may then be rejected by the person to whom it is tendered. And if it is rejected, we have discovered no power in this court to force it upon him. You've got to accept a pardon for it to be valid. And many people have been pardoned and they're still living in their prison. And in Jesus, we have a pardon, the forgiveness of sin. You have to accept it. You have to accept your pardon today. We come to this next, uh, this third case study that looks at the protection, the protection of God. It says, some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Together, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice, thank offerings, and tell of his works with songs of joy. This is the best kind of offering, a sacrifice of praise to him. But we are to offer that kind of sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise. And for many, this is much more difficult than a sacrifice of money. Some will give money as the day is long. 
so faithfully, so consistently, they will not bring themselves to say so. They won't bring themselves uh, to praise God, to open their mouth and thank him, to open their hands and praise him, to drop their knee before him and give him glory. But this is the offering God seeks. So many, they make all these kind of sacrifices, but they won't become a fool for God. They've never praised him. But those who experience his protection have done this. This last stanza uh, is a case study on the power of God. It says, some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril... Their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper, and the waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Together, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders, meaning exalt him in the congregation of God's people like we are today. These el- the council of the elders here is referring to, uh, to the city leaders, to the government officials that exalt God before them. And we today, we need to praise God. Praise goes before power. This is a case study in the power of God, but it's talking about praising God because praise goes before power. I've got to get gas in my truck about once a week, and I've got to put a praise in my mouth about once a week or or more. And when I praise God like that, it is like I have gassed up my tank. There is power from it. He goes on to to talk about God's sovereignty, and it says, He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into a thirsty ground, and a fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who lived there. He turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. There he brought the hungry to live, and they found a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased, and he did not let their herds diminish. The, vin- the picture of a vineyard here is so great, so wonderful. This is how breakthrough works. A, a vineyard, it takes time. It takes care. It's every day going out to work, and it, you yield this beautiful vineyard, but it happens through a lot of daily faithful work so much maintenance so much faithful work i love that about gerald's testimony just just working for the lord and so much of it it's not fantastic it's just faithful so much of our prayers so much of breakthrough it's not it's not magnificent it's just maintenance so much of life is just maintenance of just waking up and doing it again and being faithful and going through with it again following through again It ends with this thing of God just in his sovereignty, guiding and directing, turning things off, turning other things on. It says, then their numbers decreased and they were humbled by oppression, calamity, and sorrow. 
He who pours contempt on nobles made them wander in a trackless waste. But he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their families like flocks. The upright see and rejoice, but all the wicked shut their mouths. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. I heard a young boy say, what, what's, what's a loving deed? He said, when you ask your mother for a piece of bread and she gives it to you, that's a deed. But when she puts jam on it, that's a loving deed. <laughs> and isn't that God? That not only do we have mercy, we've, we've got grace. Not only are we forgiven, we're justified. We're redeemed. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we're choosing here to follow you. It can be so easy to just fly through life and never really stop and pause and celebrate what you've done in our lives. And church, I'm just going to pray through Psalm 107 here. Maybe in your heart and mind, You say, me too, God. And maybe just in uh, the stillness of your moment, your seat, you just even whisper to God, thank you, thank you, yes, Lord. God, I wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way my soul could settle. I was thirsty. My life was ebbing away, but I cried out to you in my trouble, and you delivered me from my distress. And I give thanks to you. Lord, for your unfailing love and your wonderful deeds for me, you satisfied my thirst and filled my hunger with good things. And Lord, I sat in darkness, in utter darkness, because I rebelled against your word and despised the plans of the Most High. I cried out to you in my trouble, and you saved me from my distress. You brought me out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away my chains. I give thanks to you, Lord, for your unfailing love and your wonderful deeds for me. For you break down gates of bronze and you cut through my bars of iron. And Lord, I was a fool, not a fool for God. I was a fool for myself through my rebellious ways. But I cried out to you in my trouble and you saved me from my distress. You sent out your word and healed me. You rescued me from the grave. I give thanks to you, Lord, for your unfailing love and your wonderful deeds for me. I bring in my thanks and I tell of your works with songs of joy. Lord, this world, the circumstances, at times they feel like waves crashing over me, but I cried out to you in my trouble and you saved me from my distress. God, you were able to still a storm to a whisper. A storm in me that no one has ever seen or heard. But the waves of the sea were hushed. And I was glad when it grew calm. And I give thanks to you, Lord, for your unfailing love and your wonderful deeds for me. I exalt you in the assembly of these people. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We would love for you to get connected to what's going on at Rockbrook Church. 
visit us online at rockbrook.org for service times, small group information, and other ways you can discover your purpose here on earth.